93.1 WTJS Alamo, the talk of Jackson. Welcome to the show where we uncover the blueprint of success and the business tools you need to achieve the American dream. Helping people turn passion and dreams into money-making machines. This is Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Now, here's Chase. I know I didn't really scare you. You heard the man. It's Chase Channel, and I thought I would try to throw you off a little bit today by making it scary. Happy Friday the 13th. We finally made it to the weekend. I hope you're excited because uh, it's Friday the 13th. I figured that we should start off the show today by educating everybody on what Friday the 13th really is. Now, there's lots of different speculation out there as to what really Friday the 13th means from Supposedly, there's 13 people, you know, the night before, um, I guess, when uh, when when Jesus was crucified at, at the Last Supper, there were supposedly 13 people. But basically, it says that they believe it wasn't until the publication of a Thomas W. Lawson popular novel, Friday, in 1907, that basically, in the novel, it said there was an unscrupulous broker that took advantage of the superstition to create this Wall Street panic on Friday the 13th. Now, personally, I just don't like 13s, and I've always been told it's unlucky, so I don't really like it. But what I will say is that I'd, I think on October 13th, which was Friday the 13th, 1307, the date that Philip IV of France arrested hundreds of Knights Templar, says that that story may not have been formulated until the 20th century, but that's the one I'm going with. I think that uh, that that's it because I buy into the whole Nick Cage, National Treasure, Knights Templar, and all that. But anyway, uh, let's take a look at On This Day in History, which obviously wouldn't always be Friday the 13th. But on July 13th, the, uh, the New York City draft riots happened in New York City and um, went on for three days, which says was later regarded as the worst in United States history. Now... I think we've had a few this year that may just give it a run for its money. And then in 1923, the Hollywood sign is dedicated. It was dedicated in the Hollywood Hills in Los Angeles. It originally read Hollywood land, but the last four letters uh, were dropped after a renovation in 1949. Now I've been to the Hollywood sign. I didn't know that it said Hollywood land though, but, uh, we got a lot of action on today's show coming up. We've got, uh, we're going to debut a local artist, uh, Mr. Two Real Mellow, a local up and coming rap artist from right here in Jackson, West Tennessee. We're going to talk with uh, the uh, Chase Channel Show expert on business, Mr. Uncle Sid, our regular, our regular guest. And we're going to actually debut, and he, we're going to talk to Uncle Sid about Sid's secret sauce. 
But on this show, we're going to de- debut a brand new segment, and you're not going to want to miss it. It's called The Combat Zone, and it's the showdown be- between Chase and Uncle Sid. So you won't want to miss that. We're going to talk with the CEO of Digital Media Nation, Chris Snellgrove, and uh, see what check up with him on uh, what's going on in the digital world today. So there's a lot, a lot of fun. And then the topics that I want to talk about today, which are probably most important, is choosing your mentors wisely and then also mastering your craft. Now, the reason I think both of those are important is because I always say in life you need mentors, but it's important that when you choose your mentor, you pick a good one. Otherwise, you're just getting bad advice. So we're going to break that down a little bit and then dive into actually mastering the craft. And we're going to talk a little bit about the show and how I believe that uh, how I spend every week trying to make the show better, which is part of mastering the craft. But we'll talk about how, you know, like in pool and in uh, other things I've done in my life in business, how those things helped, you know, how my obsession towards them helped me master that craft. So an action-packed show today, but we're going to get we're going to get it kicked off right now and we're going to talk about making sure you got the right mentors. So the reason that I like talking about mentors is is it's real simple. I always say that you need to have a fantastic mentor. But part of having a fantastic mentor is you got to pick out one that actually knows what they're doing. Now Two Real Mellow. Mellow's coming on the show later today. He actually came to me and he asked, he wanted to be in radio. And he said, Chase, will you be my mentor? I said, sure, why not? So he's going to get to be on the air today. Debut his show today. Now he's performed some shows, but I just think it's great how when you look to the right people and you say, hey, can you can you give me some advice? Can you be my mentor? They kind of step up and, and make that happen. But Picking your right mentors, and the reason that I always say be cautious about this is because so many times in life, you'll find where people basically pick like maybe their parents or somebody who really isn't a great mentor to be their mentor. And obviously parents want the best for you. But at the end of the day, if you're starting some business or you're going out on a business venture, I mean, parents aren't always going to say it's a great idea. So how do you know I mean, parents aren't ever going to steer you wrong deliberately, but sometimes they just don't know. And and they're scared, and they, they maybe follow the norm in their life. So when all of a sudden you want to step out and try something different, sometimes they think, hmm, you know, this is a bad idea. You're making a huge mistake. But unconventionally, I think that sometimes um, doing things, taking your own, blazing your own trail, they look back and they say, gee whiz, we're really proud of you. So don't be afraid to do that, but just remembering that. So how, how do you decipher, right? That's what everyone wants to know. How do I know if you're a good mentor or not? The first thing is, in whatever you want to do, like for me, I wanted to do radio and uh, I said, well, what could I do to do radio? So I watched every, uh, first of all, I started reading about it, started reading about who the top shows were, what, and then I started saying, what made them great? You know, the Wolfman Jack. What did he do different? What did Petey Green do different? What's Howard Stern do different? What does Rush Limbaugh do different? Now, part of like in, in radio or in anything else, I don't want to become Rush Limbaugh. There already is a Rush Limbaugh. So in life, you have to learn to blaze your own trail. But it doesn't mean that you can't look at what others are doing and say, how can I take that and use those format or use what they're doing to be successful and to find that success? 
So for me, it was really about saying, okay, who does a great job at this? And then I said, well, let me read about what it is that made them different to put them in the position that they're in. Now in business, I did the same exact thing. Early on in business, I was lucky. I picked my friend Jim Ebert, who owns a McDonald's in Elkins, West Virginia. And I was young. I mean, I was maybe 17 or 18 and I knew Jim and I said, hey man, I said, will you be my mentor? And Jim, you know, he was always subjective. He was always supportive, but most of all, he always gave me advice because he cared. But I also learned a lot just hanging around him. So if you're hanging out with your friends that are going nowhere fast and you wonder why you're not successful or why you're not making money, well, guess what? I can just tell you, that you're only as good as the company you keep. So just be careful who you let hang around. But make sure that one of the things you can do is if you want to hang around deadbeats, you have to be the one that says, hey, give them purpose, give them mission, get them bought into your dream because then they can be helpers with whatever you do. But they have to see someone with a little drive, with a little passion that says, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. And, you know, I'll give you a great, a great example of picking a bad mentor versus picking a good mentor. Early on in my life, I, uh, I got golf lessons when I was really, really young. I mean, I was probably 10 years old and my parents were good enough parents that they said, I said, I want to golf. They got me some golf clubs. They took me to the, uh, to the, the, the local course and they had an instructor there. And, you know, that person taught me how to swing a golf club. Well, this year I started playing golf a little bit more seriously since, I mean, I played through school and then I kind of quit and now getting back into it as I'm, as I'm hitting the golf ball, I said, this is ridiculous. I'm like, I'm not striking the ball the way the pros do on TV. Now, some people listening may say, well, you're not a pro chase. What are you talking about? But for me, I say, how am I ever going to get the results I want if I can't hit the ball the way they do? So I started reworking my entire swing. The way I've swung a golf club my entire life, I'm changing. And it's because I was taught wrong. Now, it doesn't mean that the person that taught me wrong was a bad person or thought, hey, let watch, I'm going to screw up Chase's entire golf life. But it, they just give you the only vi- advice they know how. It's like parents in baseball. They're like, oh, you, you took your eye off the ball. I mean, that's the, only, that's the only real advice they ever give you. Oh, no kidding, because I missed? Is that what happened? Do they tell you your eye came off the ball if you hit a home run? Probably not. But the facts are that this golf instructor molded my swing that I still use to this day, and he gave me a bad one. So I decided I would reinvent my swing. I said, if you're ever going to get great at this, I'm going to have to really master this swing. So I've completely reformulated how I swing a golf club. And for better or for worse, it's not so bad. But I've kind of got it going down pat where – I think I'm making progress. Now, let's flip that around, and I'm going to give you an example of when I had a good mentor, which was in pool. Now, it's a little bit different because pool, the mechanics aren't as important as in golf, and mechanics still matter, but at the end of the day, it's all about repetition. So, But, but I was fortunate enough to play people who were good enough that without ridiculous amounts of repetition – ridiculous amounts of of paying attention to everything that goes on in the game, I was never going to beat them. So, and possibly had I played against golfers that were that good, I could have had that same result. But in business, if you, let's say you want to start a, uh, a cosmetics boutique, right? 
You say, I want to get into cosmetics. I saw uh, this week in Forbes that uh, Kylie Jenner, they predict to be the first and youngest, well, I guess the youngest female billionaire. And right now they said she's worth about $900 million and she's 20 years old. So, and this is all off of a cosmetics company that she owns 100% of. Her mother, Chris, helps her manage it and basically she pays her a 10% management fee. But when you think about it, you say, man, she's 20 years old and she's already amassed $1 billion. That's with a B, folks. It's ridiculous. So in understanding it, if I wanted to be in cosmetics, now, will she be my mentor? Maybe or maybe not. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to study what she does. So to study what someone does is real simple. It's usually, especially with people like her, it's all over social media. All you have to do is look at how they market how they brand themselves, what they did to make themselves different, and then you can duplicate those successes. So now I'm not saying, I mean, obviously there's been Mary Kay, there's been Merle Norman, there's been all these different people that have made money in makeup. So the idea is not new, but the way she went to market was new. Most of it, I think they said total she has, hmm, I want to say five employees. So just think about that, worth $900 million with five employees. Yeah, that's what I said too. Wrap your head around that. But um, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about choosing your mentors because it's a really, really, really important part of life. And I would just want to make sure that we really cover how to get in because one of the things I've been great at in life is networking. And part of networking is, is then people all of a sudden say, man, I wouldn't mind helping them out because then they can share in your success. So we're going we're gonna to take a short break. When we come back, We're going to talk more about that. Also coming up, you're not going to want to miss in this hour where we debut Two Real Real Mellows going to join us in studio. He's going to talk about five things that struggling artists deal with. I got five questions prepared for him. So we're going to hit him with those. You're not going to want to miss the answers. And we're going to debut his newly released song, which is called Hungry for More. If you're just now joining us, don't worry. You can head over to Facebook.com forward slash the chase channel show and you can always catch the show there or tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 right here on 93.1 you can always catch the replay or if you download the iHeartRadio app to your phone you can type in the chase channel show and it'll shoot you an alert every week when we're live on the show we'll be back right after this you're listening to strictly business with chase channel thanks for listening to 93.1 wtjs the talk of jackson don't go anywhere Chase will be back right after this. What words come to mind when you think of Honda? Reliable should be one. Fun, that's a good one. How about stunning, comfortable, refined? I could go on, but there is one word that sums up every Honda. Quality. Because Honda was KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand. And we worked hard to earn that honor. Because without quality, nothing else you call a Honda matters. So whether you choose the sizzling Civic, acclaimed Accord, adventurous HRV, fearless fit, awesome Odyssey, conscientious clarity, remarkable Ridgeline, polished pilot, or sporty CRV, you know you're getting Honda quality that's truly unmatched. In fact, we make sure of it. So visit your local Honda dealer and get into KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand.
Based on 2018 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book. Visit KBB.com for more information. What's up, Jackson? It's Chase Channel from the Chase Channel Show. In case you missed it, we've moved to primetime. Be sure to tune in every Friday from 4 to 6 and Saturdays from 9 to 11. Right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson.
I promise, Jackson, it's going to be all right because everything's going to be all right. That's Kenny Chesney and David Lee Murphy. Did you know that? No. No, I didn't. David Lee Murphy sang uh, that song about uh, the dust on the bottle. Might be a little dust on the bottle. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I like I like that song. You got a nice voice on you. Nice little singing voice. Oh, thank you. Little Chase is joining us in studio, and he's come by to help out in an all-new segment called The Combat Zone. Yeah, I think I'm a referee. You're the referee, and it's going to be a showdown between Uncle Sid and I. Are you excited about that? I am excited about that. I'm going to be mediating. I'm going to be really drawing lines in the sand here. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get rough. You won't, you won't want to miss that. That's going to be in the second hour. But since we were talking about mentors, Little Chase dropped by the studio, and I said, hey, wait a minute. Come in here. So David Lee Murphy is actually, Kenny Chesney's his mentor. Really? Yeah, he, uh, they wait, basically. Wait. Kenny is his mentor, not the other way around? Yeah, Kenny's his mentor. They're friends, and Kenny basically said, "Hey, man," he goes, "You need to, we need to turn out a song. You know, it's been too long since you've since you've had a, a hit." So they wrote, uh, "Everything's gonna be all right." And basically, Kenny's like, "Hey, can I sing on it?" And he's like, "Well, of course." Yeah, why not? And so now it's number one right now. It's just exposure for him. Well, my other co-host is really causing a ruckus. Yeah, the uh, the kitty cat there. She's she's a sweet cat. She's just she's almost too lovable. She wants to get up, be with everybody, hang out. Yeah, she likes to get in on the action. But uh, speaking of mentors, who's your mentor? Uh, for what? Well, that's a good point. For uh, let's talk for business. For business, uh, you'd have to be one of them, and then uh, another favorite guy of yours uh, would be Eric. Eric Wilms. So when I got into the car business, I kind of learned at least the general upfront stuff from a guy named Eric Wilms. And then uh, once I moved up into other aspects outside of sales, it's always been you. But So I'd, I'd say both of you for business. Well, uh, you know, I was talking about how important it is to like in life, and, and you, you'll know a lot about this because one thing about Little Chase is, is he comes from a great family with uh, very smart parents, but he didn't always listen to them. And one of the things I was talking about is, is like in choosing mentors, it's important to pick people that actually know what they're doing. Like your mentors are never going to steer you wrong as, as far as like, like your parents, they're never going to tell you something that's bad for you, but it doesn't mean that they're going to understand. So if you're doing something different, it also doesn't mean they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Well, that's, that's, that's definitely the case. I was talking about how, when I was a kid, um, my golf swing, like I was taught how to play golf by someone who really didn't know how to play golf that well right so then the rest of your life you have a terrible golf swing because you learn the wrong way right you're like the 120 handicap at my club taught me <laughs> right yeah exactly oh you took your eye off the ball kid right you know i mean like that's the standard answer but in life it's like how do you how do you pick the right mentor and one of the things i wanted to share with everyone because communicating it's very very important now, on my show, I got a brand new mentor, and I'm really, really proud to announce this. So for my show, I decided that I needed a mentor. So I thought about who would help me that I know, and the only person I could really come up with, because I don't really know him, but uh, there's a show in Atlanta. You ever hear the Burt Show when you live there? Yeah. So Burt Weiss from the Burt Show, I follow him on Instagram, and I'm watching his stuff, and Burt's a syndicated show. He's on in Nashville. He's on in Atlanta. He's on all over the place. 
And I thought, hmm. So I'm on Instagram and I send Bert a message and I said, hey, Bert, I'm like, would you uh, mind being my mentor for the show? And in doing that, um, you know, I'll send you like a little air check sample and you give me some feedback. I'm thinking he's never going to respond. Boom, I get a message back. He says, hey, Chase, I'd be glad to take a look at it. Shoot it over to me. So I send him over the show. To, he sends me his email and I'm like, this is like. That's really not, cool. Yeah, I'm like, he, there's no way he's really going to listen to it. Right. Sure enough, though, um, he goes on vacation. So I'm following him on Instagram and his snap story. And I'm like, this guy's never going to watch. Like, he's never. He was just being courteous. Right. So I notice on uh, he goes to Honduras and Sunday he's coming back. And I notice he's on the plane. I'm like, he's never going to he's never going to listen to it. Well, sure enough, Sunday night, my computer, bing. I'm like, hmm, Burt Weiss from the Burt Show. And he says, hey, you know, hey, Chase, thanks for entrusting me, you know, entrusting me with being your mentor and sending me the show. Boom. Here's what I think about it. And it was so much great information. And I thought I didn't pay anything for this. Yeah, no, that's 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 pretty cool. So you just have to remember in life that everybody wants to help out somebody else, you know, and, and especially people who've been successful because they feel like they owe it back in a way. Yeah, I I also feel like everybody wants to help out, but they only want to help people. They're, most people, especially like somebody in a mentoring position, is going to be selective about who they help out. So I think that that's a positive to take away is, one, he listened to it and basically responded with some some feedback in a, in a mentoring aspect. He listened to it and thought there's something here. You know, we just need to maybe do this or do that or this is what works and this is what doesn't and I think it says a lot that, you know, if the show was tor- terrible and you had no promise in it, I mean, I doubt he would have undertaken the responsibility of messaging back yeah well you know i have a saying that i've used in life and i say you just don't know what you don't know right so like in radio i know formal training i just thought that you set up and you talked on a microphone for two hours and that was the end of it right that's is that not what it is (laughs) for you (laughs) but there's so much to it you know it's like no there's a lot to it i've you know i don't hang out too often and watch all that much stuff that you do but uh you know every now and then i'll call you and you're like i'm trying to sort out this soundboard or (laughs) all this stuff and you've done it all yourself so there's definitely a lot to it the show planning's tough you know keeping on track's tough especially for me i got add bad my mom wouldn't give me ritalin when i was a kid they forced me ritalin really yeah you know i think that's popular actually i don't know if it is anymore i think they just wanted to sedate me well, I don't know what the deal with it is because I never took any, but did it work? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If I'm a parent today, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't want any little rug rats running around <laughs> causing a mess. Well, you know, I and, and who knows? I think that part of me was like, maybe it was the creative side or you know, I don't know what it is, but it's like, you know, I just look at it and think, what was it? There was a kid that I went to school with who was on Ritalin and I mean, he was a maniac. I mean, like he was yeah. like uh, like out of control. I, I I if it's misprescribed, it causes him to be like more hyper. But it it worked for me. It kind of zoned me out. Like I'd be as long as they put work in front of me, I'd be zoned out. But if there wasn't work in front of me, I'd be off the walls. Well, we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we got two real mellows joining us, and we're gonna debut his new song. But in the meantime, speaking of new songs, I thought this would be a nice chance to play a song 
This is for Uncle Sid. Our friend Mikey Mike just released his brand new song. And uh, it's really cool. It's it's He says that it's, uh, you would think it's about a girl, but it's not. It's about coming off antidepressants. And he's been like really involved with, uh, he's read like all sorts of books about religion and like, um, what's that? Would they meditate, meditation and all that? And he says he hasn't had anxiety now. He's been clean from all the medicine and whatnot in, uh, you know, however many months. So Mikey Mike's Atlanta, right? L.A. L.A. He's the, he's the guy that had, uh, he put, um, you know, have you seen this man wanted, owes half a million dollars in child support. Oh, yeah. And he put it on like the park benches and the buses. Yeah. And it was his face and that's how he became famous. He actually took like. Yeah, I remember Sid talking about him. Yeah, he took like a like a porn star's email address and emailed all these people. So he'd put like the porn star's name at gmail.com. Right. And then he'd send his mixtape off in the thing. Well, people be like, bing, you know. Right. Whoever this porn person is sent me this email. Right. So they'd open it up and and, and they would read it. But um, it's a, like I said, it's a it's a pretty cool song. And I think that it's got a real nice vibe. And hopefully it'll help you uh, get your way through the weekend. And then when we come back, you're not going to want to miss. We're going to ask five questions that every struggling artist wants to know. And I came up with the questions myself. So you won't want to miss it. St- just just hang your hang right there for Coolin' by Mikey Mike. We'll be back. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. What words come to mind when you think of Honda? Reliable should be one. Fun, that's a good one. How about stunning, comfortable, refined? I could go on, but there is one word that sums up every Honda. Quality. Because Honda was KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand. And we worked hard to earn that honor. Because without quality, nothing else you call a Honda matters. So whether you choose the sizzling Civic, acclaimed Accord, adventurous HRV, fearless fit, awesome Odyssey, conscientious clarity, remarkable Ridgeline, polished pilot, or sporty CRV, you know you're getting Honda quality that's truly unmatched. In fact, we make sure of it. So visit your local Honda dealer and get into KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand. Based on 2018 Brand Image Awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit KBB.com for more information. What's up, Jackson? It's Chase Channel from the Chase Channel Show. In case you missed it, we've moved to primetime. Be sure to tune in every Friday from 4 to 6 and Saturdays from 9 to 11, right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson.
you with days that I'll never get back. Shit, man, that's just life. I lost my head, lost my heart, lost my love, and I lost all my life. Cause I had the fire, and I had the jokes. I had the whiskey, and I had the smokes. I brought the love, and I brought the fun, and you set the soul out. told you all you're gonna love it that's mikey mike's cooler man that thing just dropped literally three days ago it's got like 1300 views on youtube and i guarantee you it'll have a million by the end of the weekend but uh speaking of uh new music uh as promised i have a special guest that's uh joining me one of uh, jackson's up and coming rap experts (laughs) too real mellow what's up man what's going on chase how you doing how you feeling well, I'm feeling great. I'm uh, glad that you could uh, join me this week. Most definitely, man. And um, exciting time for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, new music coming out. Uh, new music already out. I'm very excited about it, man. Very. So so you know, uh, part of the inspiration for me doing this is, is Uncle Sid said, we need to really promote the hottest talent that we can find in the local scene. And so I heard your song and I was like, wonder if he'll come on the show with me. So, you know, I appreciate you doing that. And it's, it's kind of new for us because, you know, we're a talk show, but we also play music and throughout it, you know, to me, it's, it's important to feature not only that, uh, you know, people who are making their way in music, but ones that I like. And then, uh, in your case, you just got lucky and you picked a good mentor. (laughs) Absolutely, I sure did, man. Thank you, Chase. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thank you to see it as well. See it. I appreciate that. Sid, um, I'm just gonna let you know he stole one of your trademarks. <laughs> awesome as always. No, always awesome. Awesome always. Awesome always. Yeah. yeah Jamel Jamel tells everyone that now, Sid. So your yeah. Sid Uncle Sid's messages are spreading across the airwaves, and everyone's loving it. But um, uh, so one of the things we want to do this segment is I'm going to ask you five questions. Okay. That uh, every up and coming struggling artist, things that uh, people want to know about. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about your new uh, your new release song, and then uh, we're going to play it for everyone, okay, so that they can hear it. 
and then anything else. Now, one of the things I wanted to ask you about before we get into the music is you wanted to be in radio. Yeah, man, I did. How's it feel to be on the air? <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I feel like I'm at home. It's natural. So, you know, you got the, the Keith Sweat thing going. You got, <laughs> you, you got the deep voice. Yeah, what yeah, is it about yeah. radio that you, that you love that, you, that made you want to do radio? Uh, that's a great question. I like how I sound. I'm, not, I'm just not even going to lie to you. <laughs> I love the way I sound. No, seriously, man. Uh, I don't know. It's just always been something that, that I've always been interested in. Um, I love to talk, love to speak to people. Uh, and I don't know, man, it's just really cool being, being the man behind the music, behind the production, you know, getting it done like that. So, you know, funny enough, um, I never liked how I sounded really. Yeah. And it was like, everyone's <laughs> like, man, you, you know, your voice sounds great and it's really yeah. just unique. Right. Right. You know, which, exactly. which, which, you know, is fine. But yeah. when you have to have these headphones on long enough, you just get used to it. Now I'm like, whatever. <laughs> right. You exactly. Know? But, uh, exactly. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I used to not even like, you know, like just singing and stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. I thought I sounded yeah. great, but then you really just don't know. Man, I'm telling you, man. You know? Yeah. And it's funny because uh, a lot of people, when they hear me talk, they feel like I can sing. I can't. <laughs> I cannot sing. Don't don't even ask me to you try to sing. You didn't spend any time in the in the in the church choir. I spent no time. You know what? No, I did. I did. I think every every kid coming up had to be in the church choir at some point in their life. But uh, you know, and then I wanted to be the soprano. I didn't want to be the bass. So. You can imagine how they worked out. So let's get into these <laughs> questions because uh, this is this is I've been anticipating this and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. So uh, the first question is, how do you find the time for your music? Because you work a full time job, you're right. a father, right, and you have a music career. Absolutely. So if you're up and coming and you're a struggling artist out there, how do you, I mean how do you find time? Well. Uh, it's definitely hard, you know, as you can imagine. But yeah, you're right. I work full time. Uh, I got two beautiful uh, boys that I love very much. Uh, and then also trying to pursue a career in music is, is not easy at all, man. So what I have to do is, you know, it's one of those things where if you have a dream, you have to chase it. You got to go. You got to accomplish it, you know. So I just I go home, take a shower, clear my mind, forget about what happened at work, check in with the kids. And then I'm, I'm in the studio. You know, and, and, and it's a repeat process. Um, just as far as finding time, that means cutting out, going out sometimes, you know, things like that. And really just being able to devote myself to my craft. You know, that's the most important thing, just the, the devotion and the dedication. You have to have it. Now, originally, you didn't want to you didn't want to be a rapper. Right. Right. <laughs> that's right. Wanted to be a producer. Um, that's and, and I still feel like that, you know, but. That's where my heart is. My heart is within the the creation, you know, creating the sound, creating the music from start to finish. And when I say start, I mean from the first kick and hi-hat to the last compression and EQ I put on the vocal, you know, the whole scenario, you know. You know, it's funny that like in in music in, in general, and I used to always use this analogy, I would say like being a doctor is great, right? But the problem is, is that if like if I'm a dentist, it's great mm -hmm. to be a dentist. Right. But if my hands aren't in someone's mouth, I'm not making money. <laughs> right. The cool thing about being a producer is yeah. you can have a lot of different artists. I mean, when you look at Dr. Dre, you look at, uh, what's the other dude, Jeezy? Man, you got Dr. Dre, you got Timberland, you got- Yeah, uh, Timberland. You know, you got Who was so the many. other one that, 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 that took all the Atlanta talent? Uh, Does T.I. actually do any of that? 
or he just has his own little company and pays people to do it. You know, for the most part, Ti, you know, he has a, he has his own company, but Ti is a producer as well, but more so an, of an artist. But I mean, you got producers like uh, DJ Mustard. You know, you got um, Polo to Don. You got people like that. That's really the people that I look up to. You know, those guys who are. What cre- What about Jay Z with that helmet on? Jay Z. Did ah. you see the helmet? <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen the helmet, but I'm trying to think of it right now, and and, and that just doesn't oh seem like. Oh my gosh! The, the funniest meme I've ever seen in my yeah. life was just released this week, <laughs> that and it's him on a water ski, and oh he's wearing, <laughs> he's wearing a kayak, like a white water rafting right. helmet. Okay, right. and the funny part is, is it says something like, "I got 99 <laughs> problems, but water safety ain't one." <laughs> there's not even a wake behind him. Like there's Man. no there's no water going on. But you know what though? The the cool thing about that is, <clears throat> is that he has a meme. I don't have a meme, so that means he's important and I'm not. So I need a meme. Somebody make a meme of me with a hat on. With a well, I don't on. think that you would okay. wear this helmet to get to get <laughs> yourself a uh, a meme. But <laughs> what's funny is the picture they said was like. Um, I guess not really. It wasn't recent, but it just leaked. Gotcha. What's yeah. up with Fifty Cent being like the new meme generator on Instagram? Man, first and foremost, I want to say Fifty Cent. I love everything he does. That's like, that's my guy. So whatever he does, he can do no wrong. Just like LeBron James. By the way. So <clears throat> anyway, so with that being said, you know Fifty, he has come out with a lot of memes, man, and, and and they crack me up. I follow him on Instagram, so he cracks me up, man. Okay, here's the picture. <laughs> go get the strap. That's what Fifty was saying. Yeah, go get the strap. And then there's this one, right? Beyonce's just blazing it around. No, yeah, I, saw, I saw that one. <laughs> I've seen that one. Uh, oh, but I mean, uh, he's got him on a on a scooter. That's terrible. Going man. through. I'm like, man, what is up with this helmet? You got if, if you haven't terrible, seen it, man. you got to go online and, and see it. It's funny. Go to Fifty Cent's Instagram. That's where it's at. I can't even yeah. find pictures of it anywhere else. <laughs> Fifty man, but getting back Thanks. to business. So you 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 think that it's just about prioritizing your time for your craft? Absolutely, most definitely, no way around it. I've got a. Do you find the, the second question <laughs> I've got is do you find that people are supportive of your music or do you find there's more haters? They're like, oh come on, like when you tell someone, <clears throat> I'm an I'm a rapper, like that's what I do. Absolutely, uh, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you, Chase. Like I I I don't have any haters that I know of. It, people are very supportive of my music, um, and and I think. A lot of it has to do with the content of my music. I'm not just talking about something stupid. You know, I'm not out here just promoting, you know, irrelevant. The problem nonsense. I have is like literally if I ask like two out of three people, they're like, yeah, I'm a rapper. Right. Like there's so many people that. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because it shows me that that's where music is shifting. Yeah. yeah. Like how how's, how's that many people want to be a rapper? I mean, you know, it, it's, it's the lifestyle that people sell. It's the lifestyle that, that they sell on TV and all this kind of stuff that make make people either love it or hate it. I'm know? a little jealous of DJ Khaled. Oh, man. We the best. <laughs> <laughs> another one. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's, yeah. he, I'll say he's. That's he's, another great producer, by the he, way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's fantastic. Yeah. I'd love to do something with him, man. Yeah, he's he he's really cool. Yeah. The uh, Well, so so most people are supportive. What about uh, what about your mom? Man, I love that woman to death, man. She's been supporting me since I started this uh, 11 years ago. Uh, I remember telling my mom, hey, mom, I want to I wanna be a rapper. I want to do some music. You know, you know, you would think she'd be like, go to your room, do your homework. You know, <laughs> right. she's like, baby, whatever you want to do, we're going to do it. Just make sure you do the, you know, you're the best at it. You know, 
And um, she, so she's very supportive. Uh, you know, that's, you know, do you think that your voice sounds like it does now in the rap? Uh, like when you do your music, do you think it's the, cause see, you're like sometimes. two different people. Yeah, man. Gotta like be. when I hear the music, I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm like, that's too real mellow. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I love the fact that I can be two different people, you know, because I'm a, I'm a cool laid back guy, man. But when it comes to my music, I'm very serious about it. Put a lot of edge on it. You know, I get real, real grimy sometimes. So it's like, um, yes and no. You know, if I'm if I'm doing a slow song, you know, whatever the case is, you know, I'm cool. I'm laid back. I'm like this, you know. But if I'm talking about, um, you know, the struggle, you know, coming up or whatever, I'm, I'm going to be in your face with it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's cool to be two different people. How do you separate you from Two Real Mellow? Um, it's funny you ask that, man. Uh, I get I get that all the time. People who who know I'm a rapper but don't really know me as a as as the person, you know, I'm I'm just this cool swagged out guy, you know. Right. But people uh, that don't know I'm a musician or don't know much about my music who see me, you know, for who I am, they're kind of like, dude, you, you do music, really? You know. I guess, and it's funny because a lot of people tell me I speak proper, you know? Yeah. So I guess the image of a rapper, I don't really portray that. And so it throws people off. But that's the beautiful thing about it. Because when they hear my music, they're like, dude, you got your stuff together and you bumping too? Like, you know, so. When people see me, what do you think they think about my swag? <laughs> you got the the best swag in the world, Chase, man. Nobody nobody compares to your swag, man. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. So uh, what, what advice would you give somebody who's wanting to pursue music? Because when I tell you two out of three people I meet say they're rappers, it's literally probably not far from the truth. Right. Like so many people have that passion. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends, P- Peter Starr, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he tells me he's like, and Peter looks like me, acts like me pretty much. And he's like, yeah, I'm a rapper. I'm like, right. what? Right. <laughs> like you, like that came totally out of left field. Right. right then he right. played me some of his stuff. And I'm like, man, that's not so bad. Kind of cool. Yeah. Right. But what, what advice do you have with, cause there's, we have, you know, tons of people listening, lots of young people, right. lots of people who are just music, you know, is, is maybe a career they want to pursue. What advice would you give them? I mean, the, the, the main thing is, is being dedicated and devoted. Uh, that's the main thing. And then also you have to be serious, serious about your craft. If you're not serious about it, and that when I say serious, I mean you have to invest in yourself. That's the only way to receive a profit or, or a turnaround. You know, you have to invest in your, your equipment. You know, you have to invest in time, things like that. So, um, And then also surround yourself with people that have your best interest at heart. You know, or at least have relationships with people that can steer you in the right direction. You know, I'm not going to sit up here and tell you, yeah, you just don't listen to the haters, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm going to be real with you. You have to invest in yourself. That's the main thing. Even if you're, you don't even have to be a lyrical artist. You don't have to be somebody that's just mind blowing with words. But you have to believe in what you're doing and make the best of it. That's it. How, how do you see people, this is my final question for now. Okay. How do you <laughs> see people discovering music today? Like, you know, growing up for me, it was, you listen to the radio. Right. And that's, I mean, if it weren't for radio DJs curating these playlists that would play, I mean, you wouldn't hear new music, but in today's world of streaming and all that, right. How do you see that people are discovering music and especially rap music? Oh yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm even learning that still to this day myself. Um, you know, when I started out, it was okay. You got to make this song, you got to submit it to the radio and then, uh, find an A&R and then find a record label to get signed. That's how you make it. That's not the case at all now. 
You know, uh, it's all social media now. It's all social media. So if you don't have a social media presence, you will not have a fan base. You know, so you have to put yourself out there, Instagram, YouTube, whatever the case is, and, and, and direct your traffic to to you. That's where it's at, social media, all day. So there's, uh, and, and, and the reason I brought this up is, is that uh, there's been a song recently that was a big hit, and it broke all sorts of records. Right. And it was my girl, Cardi B. <laughs> Yeah. Now I knew Cardi before she was a rapper. Okay. Okay. I knew her when she was a stripper in Atlanta. But yeah. regardless, <laughs> right? <laughs> I used to follow her on Instagram. I'm like, man, she's uh, getting kind of popular. And then right. next thing you know, it's like, boom, she just blew up overnight. Yeah. She had they grind, man. She but one grind. of the things is she posted her song. So most radio stations passed on it. Right. Okay. They just didn't. The traditional media outlets passed. Mm-hmm. She posted the song up on a website, and it's called Get Turned. Okay. okay, so the song had grown from 10,000 listeners to 50,000 listeners to 149,000 listeners. Once it landed on Spotify's, well, they have a, uh, one of the most popular playlists they have is called Rap Caviar. I don't know if you've heard it, but once they put it on Rap Caviar, the streams shot up through the roof, 280,000 listens, then 380,000, then 500,000. Within a week, it climbed north of 800,000 listeners eventually racking up 76 million global streams to date on Spotify. Crazy. So I think that one of the things that uh, radio is stronger than any other media outlet right now, and it's still 96% of people listen to radio. Right, right. Which, you know, at one time people are like, oh, print's dead, radio's dead. And and the (laughs) facts are that it's just not. One of the reasons is, is with having so much control over music, Mm -hmm. I mean, I can listen to you when I ride to work. Yeah. Right. right, I mean, so exactly. But with so much choice, sometimes we just don't want to have that responsibility. Yeah. I just want background noise. That's true. You know, and but part of background noise is, is when a song catches your attention, you go, hey, what is that? Exactly. And in today's world, you Shazam it. That's it. You know, Bill McDaniels, a friend of mine, lives here in Jackson and Bill's a a world famous cue maker. Okay. When I met him, he didn't know how to use a cell phone. (laughs) I I got him a phone, taught him how to use it so we could communicate. Now he's like Shazam and songs. Yeah. <laughs> 70 years old using Shazam. That's awesome. So, I mean, it shows you that like, A, things are different, but B, technology is easy enough that pretty much anybody can figure it out. Right. But but in saying that, I just found that, uh, you know, that that was interesting. But uh, what's your first big purchase you're going to make when you when you get to that 76 million Spotify downloads? Oh, man. I'm going to be very generic with my answer because it's so true. But I got to buy mom a house. I just wondered if that was the case. <laughs> got to buy mom a house, man. Um, first big purchase for myself. Um, <clears throat> probably will buy one of my uh, dream cars. Something simple. Like a real nice Honda Accord? Yeah. You know, a new 18 or 19 by that time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's probably what I do, buy a dream car. Well, listen, as long as you come pick me up in it, you let me drive around, you're like, you know, I, I really made it and owe, all my, owe it all to the Chase Channel show. Exactly. Yeah. Then we'll definitely. just be fine. You ain't got to worry about that. I got you. So tell me a little bit, because I'd like to play the song for everyone. So tell me a little bit about the inspiration behind the song and, you know, the writing of it and what it means to you and, and, and really what the song's about. Absolutely. So um, name of the song is Hungry For More. Uh, the name of the album or the mixtape is Hungry For More as well. Um, one of my favorite artists goes by the name of Ace Hood. Um, he dropped a mixtape a, a few years back uh, uh, named uh, Starvation. So, uh, you know, he was just talking about how, how he was going through the struggle. He was you know, lost a daughter, just things like that. 
you know, he was going through a lot of pain. He was starving for for a better life, more success, you know, a better outcome. And so I was just at that time in my life was going through a lot of things as well. And so I was just like, man, starvation, starvation. So it just as without me realizing it, I started building on hungry for more. And so when I made all these songs and put them together, I was like, what am I going to name this? And uh, I got to thinking about Ace Hood and, and that starvation mixtape. I was like, I'm hungry, too. And so my, my my boy, my friend of mine, he was like, name it. I'm hungry, too. So I was like, no, they don't have really a ring to it, you know. And so I got to thinking, I was like, look, I'm hungry for more. And so we just all had that light bulb moment, like, bam, that's so, it. So you're the songwriter, too? You wrote the song? Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you produce it yourself? I did not produce it. Uh, best friend, my best friend produced it, uh, Tay Turner. He produced it. He's also singing on the hook as well. So Tay Turner, too real mellow. Mm-hmm. You uh, you just dropped the video up on YouTube, right? Absolutely, I should. So if be. you want to see, uh, you want to hear the explicit version, you can head over to uh, to YouTube, get him some uh, some views on YouTube. Can we just play it for him now? I guess. I All guess. right, here it is. Two real mellows, hungry for more. I just got to tell you, I, I just love it. <laughs> I know people don't think I'm that musically inclined, but like when I lived in Atlanta, I listened to nothing but rapping, bro. This is smooth. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I was hoping you'd like it. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. it makes me hungry for more. There you go, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> man, seriously, man, really good work. I'm, I'm really impressed. It's really, 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 really good. Two Real Mellows hanging out with us. You just heard his song, Hungry For More. Just released uh, recently, right? What, a couple weeks ago? A couple weeks ago, man, yeah. Definitely. You can check it out on YouTube. If they want to download it, they can download it too, right? Sure can. You can go over to iTunes uh, or your Apple Music. Get a, get it there. Just search Too Real Mellow or Hungry for More. You can get it there. Uh, Spotify as well. Uh, iHeartRadio. All major platforms. And uh, Too Real Mellow, for those of you wondering, is 2, T-O-O, spelled out, Real Mellow. The song's Hungry for More. You can check it out there. What are your when you hear the song play on the radio? How, how does it make you feel? Man, it makes me feel great. Uh, it makes me feel inspired. Like who was that? You know, 
And, and that's the whole uh, the whole objective behind the song. I want people to understand. I want you to be always. I always want you to be hungry for more. You know, no matter what it is. Uh, if you're playing basketball, be the be the best basketball player you can be. It was pretty much the message my mom gave me. That's what I wanted to give everybody else. Always be hungry. So, do you got more music coming up? Yes, I do. Uh, in fact, the uh, the mixtape is almost ready to be released. Um, I'm just uh, playing with people now. You know, I hadn't let it go yet, but I do have more music on the way. So, if they want to keep up with you and know when that mixtape's dropping, how can they follow you along and 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 to keep the latest and greatest news on Two Real Mellow? My uh, my favorite platform right now is Instagram. Get at me on Instagram, Two Real Mellow. Uh, that will be T. That's the number two. R E A L M E L L O. Uh, you get at me on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I'm also on Snapchat. If you've got that, uh, Platinum Mindset 93 is my Snapchat. Um, yeah, I can't really think of any other, anything else I'm on. Man, you're just <laughs> uh, you're famous on there now, ladies. You're gonna have a lot of ladies sliding in your DMs after hearing the Key Sweat voice. Oh man, that's good. <laughs> I need it. Come on, bring it on. What bring do you think on. about the DMs? I'll tell you what, Instagram's, I think, taking over. Instagram gets you in trouble, man. Well, now they got the watch, they got the messaging's better. Yeah. The stories are better. Yeah. I mean, Snapchat's confusing to me now. They added all those little blocks and it's. Yeah. Snapchat is cool if you're just trying to send a message on the, on the fly real quick, you know. But doesn't the yeah. Instagram story do the same thing? You know what? It does. I don't, I don't. I use Instagram. It's it's funny you say that. I use my different platforms for different things. If I'm trying to shoot you a quick message, something that's uh you know a little private, I'm gonna shoot you a snap, you know. But on the Instagram, if I want you to see something, uh, like my video or something like that, that's when I I go there, you know. So here's what's crazy is because I didn't really. I mean, I've had Snapchat a while, but you know, I just kind of got on it, added. Right. Every girl that I knew and right. then was, you know, like that was the end of it. <laughs> you get it. That's it. But like when I put something okay. on my Instagram story, right. I get thousands of views. Okay. On Snapchat, it's like 60. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I really right. don't have like a huge network on there. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, you That's know, versus weird. Instagram, I've been on for a while. So I've, you know, been able to play it up. Right. Now, if they want to book you for a show, you perform also. How, how can they get in touch with you to do booking? Two real mellow booking at gmail.com. It's T-O-O-R-E-A-L. B-O-O-K-I-N-G at gmail.com. I feel like I can't spell. Did I get it right? Too real I started you off because I misspelled your uh, mellow. <laughs> yeah, mellow. That's another thing, man. A lot of people only do one L. It's two L's. M-E-L-L-O. Me, of all people, I should know that because Chase Channel has two N's and two L's and right. everybody messes up one or the other. Right. <laughs> well, man, I really appreciate yeah. you coming on with us and, and uh, debuting the thing. I wish you much luck with it. And I think that... Uh, you're going to be wildly successful. So, Mama, you're getting a house soon. <laughs> Thanks, Chase. I appreciate it, man. We're going to take a short break. If you're just now joining us, uh, we've been hanging out with Two Real Mellow. You can catch him on the replay tomorrow from 9 to 11 right here on 93.1. Or, as always, you can head over to Facebook.com forward slash The Chase Channel Show. If you want to send us a text to the Victory Honda text line, the number to text is 731-215-0158. Uh, you're not going to want to go anywhere because we have all sorts of uh, – all sorts of things lined up this afternoon. And, you know, it's just uh, Uncle Sid's joining us. We got the Combat Zone coming up. We got Chris Snellgrove, the CEO of Di Digital Media Nation. We got an action-packed show, so don't go anywhere. We'll be back. 93.1 WTJS Alamo, the talk of Jackson. It's quitting time. I said it's quitting time. I was the foreman. I was the one says when it's quitting time at Tara. 
man, I tell you what, that's the Woo Weekend. Man, there's only one way to change numbers, change anything, change your outcome, and that's to amp the energy up to the Woo Weekend, baby. I don't know about you, Jackson, but I sure am glad we made it, too. That is the Friday woo, woo whistle. Woo! Are you going to give us a little woo? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uncle Sid's joining us remotely. Hang on. It sounded like I heard Little Chase's woo whistle. Yeah, he's with us, too. Little Chase is in studio. Uncle Sid's joining us remotely. Where in the world are you, Uncle Sid? We haven't seen you in weeks. I'm down here hanging out with some friends uh, at Campo Alagra uh, in Curacao. Curacao, wow. You ever been there, Little yeah. Chase? No, I haven't. Sounds fun. Yeah, yeah it's awesome, man. Curacao is a little small uh, island uh, just north of uh, Venezuela. Um, and uh, it's down here close to Aruba. Phenomenal uh, steaks. The, um, uh, like they, They've got like what's, uh, it's like Norwegian uh, steaks down here. That's, I mean, just to give you an idea, I ordered the, 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 uh, uh, the, the T-bone or the porterhouse, it's it's like 75 ounces. It's, it's sick. Did you finish but the whole thing? It's really, that, does a cat have a climbing gear? <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. Of course I did. So we're excited to I debut did. our all-new segment, The Combat Zone. Uh, now in this, uh, now in yeah, this, yeah, I, this is going to be, you know, we're really going to duke it out. Little Chase is going to be the moderator. And then after the combat zone, uh, then we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to get hit with Sid's secret sauce, which I can't wait to hear for this. Am week. I going to like? Am I going to like introduce you guys? I think that, uh, that that you should. I mean, we're the fighters. What do we got? Like, dun, 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 dun. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I can get some of that going for us. So here's the way that's going to go: is Little Chase has picked out five questions at random, which we don't know what they're going to be. He's going to read them off. And then how many seconds do we get? I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking we get a, a question directed at one person. The next question will be directed at the other person. Everybody will have a chance for a rebuttal. 
Um, and then I think uh, we do like 60 seconds. And if we get out of hand, you heard Little Chase has a whistle. So, so I think I think 60 seconds, and then we get a rebuttal. Um, rebuttal should probably be 30 seconds or so. If I like what you're saying, I'll just let you well, keep Sid talking. Well, Sid can't count, so you're going to have to tell him when 60 yeah, seconds no, is up. Yeah, no, that's what we got the... <laughs> that's what that thing is for. I figured I'd start throwing some jabs in there early. That's right. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, um... Uh, are, all you, right. are you ready, Sid? Combat zone? Are you going to give... It's the combat zone. Are you going to give us the, 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 the little... I, I'm always ready. I, I, I've got about 30 minutes, but then i got to catch a flight. I'm heading to uh, Panama. I'm meeting a friend out there. Don't worry. We're going to get you yeah, on that we're gonna plane. Get you, we're going to get you on that plane. So, here we got in the red corner. We got Uncle Sid down in Curacao. And uh, Uncle Sid in the red corner. In the blue corner, we got Big Dog Chase. Chase Channel Show. Chase is in the blue corner. All right, so the first question, first question we're going to direct is going to be, since he's the host of the show and it's his show, uh, we're going to give the first question to Chase, and then Sid will be the rebuttal. First question. Hit me with it. Is multi-level marketing a legitimate business model? Ha! It's a complete scam. That's all I've got to say about that. That's it? Open your mind up, dude. <laughs> Wait. Open your mind up, bro. What do you mean a scam? No, there <laughs> It's there, a scam. There is scams. All right, and so... Some uh, MLM is, is, is scammy, but it's not a scam. It's a brilliant business model, and, and it definitely grows, and, and it, you know... Unfortunately, in some cases, it seems like the people at the top are the only ones making. Let the me ask you this question: How many but, how many times have you been more than three rings under the top? Well, it doesn't matter how many people do I know that are making a legitimate income, and hell, you even know uh, that are selling Mary Kay. That's a MLM. That's a multi level marketing. They're just getting scammed. Mary Kay is very established. Is is multi level well, marketing a new oh. phrase for pyramid scheme? Yes. It, okay, I just wanted it's to not confirm. A pyramid scheme is completely <laughs> no. It's completely different. No, that is not true. A pyramid scheme is where, you know, you, you get 10 people under you to send a dollar to the person on top, and then they get 10 people and they send it up. That's a pyramid scheme. Scam! Multi-level marketing is no different. Well, hold on a second. Let me ask something. How many general managers are at Honda? How many? Uh, probably 5,000. Yeah. Okay. How, no, at your Honda store. One. Oh, okay. Why ain't there 20? Well, because it doesn't need to be 20. How many finance managers? How much finance manager? How many finance managers do you have? You're not winning this argument. It's a scam. No, hold on. How many finance managers do you have? I have three. Okay. Oh, sounds like a pyramid. How many salespeople you have? <laughs> uh, we have. How many salespeople do you have? Fourteen. Okay. Well, I don't. I, I don't understand, dude. It sounds like you're running a pyramid right there at Honda, myself. <laughs> I mean, there needs to be three general managers, one finance manager, and no salespeople. All right, Chase, on, you got man. a rebuttal? Yeah. All I'm going to say is is that MLM in general, if you don't really, really know what you're talking about, are the people who are involved from the top to the bottom that you could be easily taken advantage of. There are some out there that I think are good opportunities for people, but overall I think that you have to be very cautious because it can be a scam. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, question two. Question two. Hang on, wait, can, I, can I get my 30 second? Can I get my 30 second finish? <laughs> you wanted a rebuttal on that too? I'll allow it. Well, I just want to say, I just want to say, yes, pyramid scams are 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 scams. MLM is a is a is a is a manager uh, model. 
Okay. And, and no, in every business, there is some sort of hierarchy of managers above you that you answer to, or that got you in or, or got you involved and, and it creates growth. It's one of the fastest, most effective level of marketing you can possibly have. I'm not saying go join Amway or any of these MLMs, but you know, it is effective marketing and we're talking about the actual MLM, not a certain MLM. So, all right, we're going to go on to the next question. Question number two, employees that work from home are more productive. And that's for Sid. Chase will have his rebuttal. Um, I happen to know it is 100% more effective as long as you can stay focused. You know, either you do one of two things, you work too much or not enough. But, yeah, it's a lot more effective because you're able to, you know, focus and, and, uh, and get things done. The average employee works less than an hour a day. It's only effective if you're lazy. Well, I mean, I know you would sleep all day, but I happen to work all day when I'm at home. I just think that in, in, in business, if you wake up, you get dressed, you go somewhere with a purpose, you get more done. That's the bottom line. You're more productive when you have structure in the workplace, not lounging around with the cat at the house. Uh, well, that's what you do when you're at the house, and that's why you would you think that's effectiveness. But let me tell you what's going on at your at your workplace while they're dressed up. They're out front talking about what they did last night, what they're going to eat for lunch, and what they're going to do tonight. They're not talking about business. They're reading the Internet all day. I, I've walked into corporate – man, I did a contract for a very, very large network co company. And, dude, I'm telling you, I went in one day a week. That's all they got just to check in because other than that i was out talking to customers so, so you no would so you would trust you would trust your employees to sit at home without supervision and know what they're doing no i'm still gonna i'm still gonna measure their their effectiveness by by their by their results but yes you can get a lot more done without being there trying to be all political and who's got the funniest thing going on or who's making fun of what or who's wearing what yes it's way more effective disagree i'm not even rebuttaling next all right, next question. Next question is going to be, this isn't really applicable to either of you, but you should have some input. All right, men, question number three, men should be given more time off for paternity leave. <laughs> paternity leave? Yeah, this, <laughs> this question's for Chase. It'll have a rebuttal. If, if it's even necessary. No, well, they, Chase would be, it would no, be more for Chase because he works for the man and he would have to ask for time off. So I'm sure he, yeah. No, they, they should not get more time off for paternity leave. I think that it's nice that the mother gets maternity leave to be with the child during that portion. But no, men don't need a paternity leave. They don't need a bachelor party. They can step up, go to work, and just wait on. What's a bachelor party? <laughs> well, if they have a kid. It's like your last night of freedom. you got to go out and celebrate, have a bachelor party. <laughs> I feel like you and Sid have probably had bachelor parties for kids that don't exist. <laughs> Sid's, Sid's pro bachelor party. I'm sure of that. No. Hang on a second. I'm going to stay in my lane and tell you I can't talk about it because I don't work for the man. So, therefore, I wouldn't be asking for time off anyways. Uh, two, I've never had a kid, so I don't know. Although, I will say this. I think you should support your lady while she's pregnant. So, I'm going to say, yes, you should get some time off. So let me ask you just one one little scenario, just just to kind of iron this out here. If right now you 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 had a lovely lady at home and you two were pregnant and you were expecting, and you worked it for let's just say you worked at the Honda store for me, would you or would you not ask off for a bachelor party prior to the child being born? 
I wouldn't care about the Dasher party as much as I'd be worried about being there when the kid was born. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, that'd be that'd be awful to miss. And when when exactly does a bachelor party it. take place? Is it like right before the expected date, or is it like when they find out? I think you can squeeze it in any time throughout there. Oh. Chase Chase would plan the bachelor party and then never show up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just think that you know maybe a bachelor party would be good for you, Sid. You'd have a you know that last moment of freedom. Buddy, you ain't got to worry about me getting somebody <laughs> pregnant. Obviously, I'm really good at what I've done. I've I've been very responsible. Uh, that or I'm 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 firing blanks or something. Forty four years of no kids. <laughs> All right, I got, I got the next question loaded up. I got the next question loaded up. All right, this is going to be in case you're just now joining us and you want you wonder what's going on. It's the combat zone. We have Uncle Sid. Our our resident expert and regular guest on the uh, joining us remotely from where where is he? He's from he's in Curacao uh, and he is in the red corner. He's he's in the red, <laughs> he's in the red corner. I'm in the blue corner and Little Chase is officiating the combat zone. All right, back to you, Little Chase. All right, okay. So next question. This is question four, right? Question four. Uh, whose question are we on? I think this one is for Uncle Sid. Yeah. I know Sid's going to have a lot of input here. All right, Sid. Question number four. It's okay for bars, restaurants, casinos, and other businesses in the service sector to only hire attractive employees. Go. Oh, man. Is it okay? <laughs> no, it's not okay. That's legally, it's illegal. However, it happens every day. Well, I know. I'm just saying, so, would you, if, if it were. What are you, a judge now? I mean, come on. I think the question is based is if it were up to you to decide, which way would you be deciding? Well, I, I would naturally, yes, in a service sector, I would always hire attractive people. I mean, let's face it. The whole reason to go to a, a, a bar sometimes would be where the hottest you bartender sexist is. pig. Right? Well, I'm just saying it's naturally going to happen. I don't agree with it, but it's going to happen. It's better than having Oopa Loopa back there, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, what, but what if, if they, they if can they, do if just they, to get a job? They, if they do great service, then that's fine. But we're talking about hiring them. Like, you know, if, so you, like if, you if profile when you hire is what you're saying. I profile like crazy and you're lying if you say you don't. Oh, wow. I have no yeah, rebuttal for this one. No rebuttal. No rebuttal. I mean, look, I mean, Chase obviously hires struck matches, what he does. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. I knew Sid would have some input. I figured Chase would shy away. It's about how I thought it would go. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 end on a fun one. That um that actually uh I I I think that this is kind of a geographical question. It's going to have to do with where you live and where you're from. Uh, sort of. And you, and I think Sid will understand what I mean by that. Question number five. Last question. Well, if it's about country store, then he would know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last last question. Public funds should not be used for professional sports stadiums. Is that to me? Yeah, that's to you. And Sid, Sid can reply. So I think public funds should not be used for sports stadiums. I think that as a sports franchise owner, I mean, I don't get public funds to operate my business. I don't think that a sports franchise should should get public funds for that. Now, I do believe that there are venues that can be built to benefit a city that if managed and used properly as a as a revenue generating income source, I would support funds for that. But that's my thoughts on it. 
yeah, maybe give them concessions, but not funds. What the, right? the concession stand? Are you always I mean, thinking about food? <laughs> no, 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 no. I said concessions. <laughs> I said concessions there. Cheese, hot dogs. Get I your hot dogs here. Food. Cold beers. <laughs> I said concessions. I mean, because because it, it does bring a lot of it, it, it drives a lot of like tax, you know, sales tax and, and revenue for the city. So I think you should give them concessions, just like they do for corporations. You don't think these cities don't give concessions to to large, you know, textile industries or where are you know plants to, to move? It's they they get bid on. Where, you know who wants this? Who wants this? Uh, you know, Mohawk carpet plant or whatever. They get concessions. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I I, th- I think I think that they should at least get some concessions, public funds. It drives tourism. It drives it drives your restaurant industry. It drives your hotel industry. It drives. Um, if all there, other there are, business affairs are in line and you have surplus, then I think it makes sense. There, if you are in debt and you don't, then it doesn't. There's individual businesses within the stadiums. I mean, there's. I'm just saying, if the city's broke or the area's broke, yeah. they shouldn't be spending funds on that, regardless. Right. But I if don't the, think if, Flint, Michigan needs to go buy a. Period. Yeah, I don't think Flint, Michigan needs to build a stadium. But it, it's just like your house. If if your household is in order and you have surplus funds and you want to add a swimming pool in your backyard and you have the financial means of doing it, go ahead and do it. But if you don't, don't spend money when the rest of the financial picture is not is well, not. Why solid. do you think the state of Tennessee does not charge state tax? Uh, state tax? You mean state income tax? State income tax. Because their yeah. sales tax it's is ten percent. Yeah, their sales tax is higher. Right, because it's tourism. It's, if you're a resident, you get a you get a concession. If tourism comes in, then they make the money. Well, listen, it's the same thing. We, we're going to take a short break. We have to get you on Sid's secret secret sauce before you catch the flight. So hang with us. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get Sid's secret sauce. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. What words come to mind when you think of Honda? Reliable should be one. Fun, that's a good one. How about stunning, comfortable, refined? I could go on, but there is one word that sums up every Honda. Quality. Because Honda was KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand. And we worked hard to earn that honor. Because without quality, nothing else you call a Honda matters. So whether you choose the sizzling Civic, acclaimed Accord, adventurous HRV, fearless fit, awesome Odyssey, conscientious clarity, remarkable ridgeline, polished pilot, or sporty CRV, you know you're getting Honda quality that's truly unmatched. In fact, we make sure of it. So visit your local Honda dealer and get into KBB.com's 2018 Best Overall Brand. Based on 2018 Brand Image Awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit KBB.com for more information. What's up, Jackson? It's Chase Channel from the Chase Channel Show. In case you missed it, we've moved to primetime. Be sure to tune in every Friday from 4 to 6 and Saturdays from 9 to 11, right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson.
Take the money and run, the Steve Miller Band. What do you think of uh, of that song, Uncle Sid? Uh, Steve Miller was a great concert. I've seen him several times in concert. Had a lot of fun. Uncle Sid is joining Took us right from, where are you at again? I don't even know the name of the place. Aruba? <laughs> I'm in Curacao. Curacao, just, just south of Aruba, yeah. If you got questions for Uncle yep. Sid, you can hit us up on the Victory Honda text line, the number 731-215-0158. Or as always, you can go over to facebook.com forward slash the Chase Channel Show. If you're just now joining us, don't worry. You missed an action-packed show, but you can catch the replay tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 right here on 93.1. And now, this is one of my favorite parts of the show we do each week. And Uncle Sid's been kind enough to come on and give us the secret sauce. So what do you have brewing for us this week? Yeah, let's hear. What do you got brewing this week? I've got something that would actually, uh, when I did it, we averaged about 200 to $300 a day profit. And if you got a wife that loves the shop, that loves that retail therapy, it, it actually kind of suffices that and you make money from it. So that's, uh, I think you have my attention. That's pretty hot. <laughs> well, uh, so everybody knows the, the collared Ralph Lauren shirt, right? Right. You know, like a polo, like a polo yeah. collared. I can't have can't have uh, country clubs on the on the arm. Although 
uh, Schofield was telling me that he likes to buy them with the country clubs on the arm. Like he likes the different country clubs, but he collects them. But uh, the, the, the Ralph Lauren shirt that's collared, um, you buy it, you, it, you, you know, make sure that it's clean, no bad stains on it. Take a picture of it, put it on eBay, run it on eBay UK and eBay America. Do a seven-day auction. On day five, whichever one's taken off the most, kill the other one so you don't pay fees, right? If it goes over five days, you owe the fees for the for the deal. List it for one penny so it gets the most attention possible with $12.95 shipping and handling, which covers the cost of the whole deal, right? Yeah. You can buy these at the Goodwill. You can buy these at the Goodwill for two to three bucks, right? So when you sell it, you're doubling your money. It's going to cost you about three dollars to ship it, three dollars to buy it. Your cost is about six bucks. So when you sell it, even if it sells at a penny, you're doubling your money. But they're going to bring between twelve and twenty bucks each. Start them at a penny, so you get a lot of people bidding and watching and caught up on it, right? And uh, all you do is send your wife out to every Goodwill possible, buying Ralph Lauren shirts, post them on eBay, run them on the UK and on the US eBay. Uh, do a seven day auction after day five, kill one of them, whichever one's taken off the furthest. Um, in the US, do nine ninety five shipping and handling. In the UK, do twelve ninety five or fifteen ninety five, right? Because it's going to cost you a little more to ship over there. Right. Um, but honestly, if somebody buys it at a penny, you double your money, and you will sell every single one. Period. Those things are like currency in the world. How is uh, how is eBay over in UK? I've never actually really known much about it or. Yeah, eBay.uk. I mean, yeah, there's the, there's UK eBay. There's there's different eBays. That's really cool. I did not know that. I mean, I yeah. guess it makes sense. Yeah, but I just didn't a, realize. Uh, it's a it's a way you can sit at home, uh, you know, and you can have all the maternity leave you want. <laughs> you can control yourself, <laughs> not work for the man, and actually have some freedom. And uh, you can generate two to three hundred dollars a day pretty easy as long as you can find the inventory. If you run out of inventory, call Chase. Has to go through his uh, skinny closet. That's the left one. <laughs> yeah, very funny. I'm not giving those away. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll be back wearing them in no time. Oh yeah, I, I used to do that. I used to buy suits, a size too small and a size too big, just in case. <laughs> yep. So tell me about uh, what's the funnest thing you've done on your trip so far. Um, I'm down here meeting with some friends. You know, I'm going to Panama next. I'm meeting a friend of mine from Medellin who's uh, coming up, and we're uh, we're discussing some business in Panama. Uh, you'll be excited to hear about, but I'll tell you more details as it happens. When I don't are you going to you gonna get back to West Tennessee? Because all, all, all the fans and everyone's been asking about where is Uncle Sid. I mean, they got a plaque with your name on it down at the old country store. <laughs> well, I'm scheduled to meet up with uh, uh, with with Tim November uh, next week, so hopefully um, I'll be coming in. I'll call you because I'll need to I'll need you to pick me up from Nashville Airport. Okay, no problem. I'll be able to. I will pick you up. Well, uh, well, Uncle Sid, it's uh, it's great as always. I'm sure you got a, a flight to catch, so I don't want to keep you, but hey, I really so appreciate you, you coming on. You, you're, you're interviewing my buddy uh, Chris Snellgrove, I heard, right? Yeah, Snellgrove is uh, is coming up next. We're going to take a short break when I jump yeah. off here with you, and then we're going to get on the, on with uh, with Chris, the CEO of Digital Media Nation. Yeah, he's a, he's a stud, man. He's a wealth of knowledge. Um, enjoy, uh, enjoy that. Tell Chris I said what's up. I will do that for sure, and be sure to have safe travels while you're out there, Uncle Sid, and make sure to get me a souvenir. Always, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll catch you later. All right, buddy. All right. Uncle Sid joining us all the way from Aruba. He's having a good time, and uh, as always, 
We always get the, C- the Sid's secret sauce every week on the show. And uh, Sid always is, uh, has great information and great knowledge. This week we had the Combat Zone. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Chris Snellgrove, the CEO of Digital Media Nation. If you're just now joining the show, we're glad to have you along. If you have questions or comments or you want me to ask uh, Chris a certain question, you can hit us up on the Victory Honda text line. It's 731-215-0158. And as always, you can go to facebook.com forward slash the Chase Channel Show. You can post up questions, comments, or concerns, and you can follow along with uh, different posts I put up there week in and week out. Or if you want to, if, if you don't have access to, we have a lot of digital downloads. And this week I saw how many digital, the footprint was huge. So if you want to catch the show digitally or when you can listen to it, um, you can always download the iHeartRadio app to your phone. It's totally free. Type in the Chase Channel Show. You can basically just add it to your library and subscribe. And then every week you'll get an email of when the show's live. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Chris Snellgrove, Chris Snellgrove, Digital Media Nation. We'll be back. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. What words come to mind when you think of Honda? Reliable should be one. Fun, that's a good one. How about stunning, comfortable, refined? I could go on, but there is one word that sums up every Honda. Quality. Because Honda was KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand. And we worked hard to earn that honor. Because without quality, nothing else you call a Honda matters. So whether you choose the sizzling Civic, acclaimed Accord, adventurous HRV, fearless fit, awesome Odyssey, conscientious clarity, remarkable Ridgeline, polished pilot, or sporty CRV, you know you're getting Honda quality that's truly unmatched. In fact, we make sure of it. So visit your local Honda dealer and get into KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand. Based on 2018 Brand Image Awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit KBB.com for more information. What's up, Jackson? It's Chase Channel from the Chase Channel Show. In case you missed it, we've moved to primetime. Be sure to tune in every Friday from 4 to 6 and Saturdays from 9 to 11, right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson.
pulled up the driveway My old heart was racing as you climbed inside You slid over there close at me Drove down to the lake road Watched the sun fade in that big red sky I reached down to the front seat and said Now here's something special It's just been waiting for a night like tonight oh, It might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool you about what's inside It might be a little dust on the bottom But it's one of those things that gets sweeter with time Dust on the Bottle, David Lee Murphy. I just had to play that song because I played Everything's Gonna Be Alright, his new song. And that one's kind of my favorite. But uh, anyway, getting you through the weekend, it's uh, we're almost out of time. But as promised, I have the CEO of Digital Media Nation, Chris Snellgrove, with over 25 years of automotive experience. Now, uh, Chris, I was able to get on the phone this week and pre-record it. So I'm going to play this next little bit for you. But you're not going to want to miss it. Chris gives us some great information, as he always has in the past, and we're going to try to get him on with us in the future. But if you're just now catching us on the show and you want to catch the rest of the show, you missed the Combat Zone. We debuted uh, Two Real Mellow's newest song, and he was live here in studio with us. Little Chase came along to, to, to be the referee for Sid and I's Combat Zone, and then we had the Sid Secret Sauce. So if, if you're just now joining us, we got you covered. You can catch the replay tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 right here on 93.1. Or you can go to iHeartRadio.com, and you can always type in the Chase Channel show there, and you can listen online. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this for you. This is Chris Snellgrove, CEO of Digital Media Nation, an interview we did earlier this week. What's up, Chris? Hey, Chase. How's it going? It's going good, man. Uh, Chris Nelgrove, Digital Media Nation CEO. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. Absolutely. 
looking forward to it. So uh, Chris's company does marketing for all, 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 all levels of business, big or small. And special, I think you specialize in reputation, right? Yeah, reputation marketing, which is a little bit different than the industry standard. So tell us about, um, you know, because I think a lot of us have heard about, you know, reputation management or, and, and for those of you who don't know, reputation management basically means that if somebody leaves a bad review on online, that you have a process by which you address those reviews or you promote more positive reviews to to basically, because the mad customers go online and complain. I mean, it's it's about getting the happy ones to go put that they're happy. That's so, right. You don't have to tw- you don't have to twist the arms of the upset customers. They they go right. out there and yeah, they're pretty motivated. Right. So tell us about how how uh, how you know your product works right now. Well, a little bit of background. You know, I come from 25 years of you know direct sales and leads marketing for automotive dealerships. So for 25 years, we were generating leads for dealerships. So about four years ago. Our business model, which was print media, uh, went away, and we started looking into the digital space. Well, as we got into the di- digital space, reputation management seemed a natural you know, fit for what we were doing. So we got into doing reputation management, but I, I couldn't quite connect the dots on how reputation management made a, a, a local business money um, because – you know, it's very tough to monetize reputation. So what we did was evolve reputation management into reputation marketing and reputation marketing, really a combination of brand marketing, digital marketing and reputation management brought together to create a strategy of, of using trust to build trust online, to communicate trust, to attract new customers to your local business. And we moved beyond the automotive space. You know, we started in automotive, but now we serve healthcare, home services, I mean, we have local retail businesses, uh, car washes. Uh, we have a pretty diverse portfolio now. Uh, and it's great because for 25 years, I've produced leads for, for automotive dealers. I really wasn't changing anybody's business. But today, I'm helping local business owners get better at what they do because I, I get my program will tune them into their customer experience uh, give them an intimate look at their customer experience and then allow them to make adjustments to improve upon it. Um, and then the most exciting thing we do with the marketing part is market out the positive experiences, um, to attract new business to them. So there's actually an ROI. So when you say market out the positive experiences, how, like, tell us about how that works. So there's, there's a few ways that we market the positive experiences out. You know, we, we, we put a process in place to generate reviews from every, uh, customer encounter. And and listen, you don't need our platform. You can do this yourself. It just takes a little more work, you know, you know, emailing your customers, texting your customers, and even training your staff to be a part of the, 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 the reputation process. Because uh, um, as, as much as 97% of people are now looking at online reviews before they make a purchasing decision, that's industry-wide, 97%. So, you know, if, if it's part of the buying process and the selection process that people go through, uh, we need to make it part of the selling process. And so uh, getting your staff involved, having conversations about the customer experience, making sure that customers are happy are absolutely critical um, to, to, to growing your business. Um, so marketing out, back to marketing out the positive experiences, we market out to the website. 
you know, you want to communicate trust on your website. You want to convert website traffic to actual people walking in your door and doing business with you, spending their hard-earned money with you. Uh, search results. So when people are searching online for your for your services, products and services, they see your customer experience and they're attracted to you, your business versus your competition. And then lastly, social media. As you know, we've had conversations before about social media. The average person today is spending two and a half hours a day on social media. Look around any restaurant or waiting area, airport, and everybody's consumed with their phones. So the opportunity there is to expand your brand. And if you're not expanding your brand on social media, you're missing out. So create trust in your social channels that you're the business to, do, uh, to you know, conduct business with. And the best way to do that is to promote your reviews through your social channels. Well, when you look at, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but did you see that Kylie Jenner is now worth $900 million? <laughs> yeah. yeah, amazing. I Absolutely. mean, and that's all social media. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it, to me, it makes me sick. I'm like, why didn't you know? <laughs> yeah. What, what what are the Kardashians famous for? I have no social, idea. Yeah. Social media. <laughs> yeah, social media. They're, they're social media phenomenons. I mean, they get paid more per tweet because you can pay most celebrities to tweet out your products and services. I mean, they're all for hire. Most of them are for hire. And the Kardashians are some of the highest paid per tweet that you can you know pay in Hollywood. What about like, uh, what in your opinion, because... You know, and here in West Tennessee, and we have listeners all over the world, but here in West Tennessee, prim- our primary listening audience, you have a lot of businesses that probably don't even, they probably haven't even looked at what their Google review is. So, so like, yeah, how, like how do you, you know, what, what advice or what coaching or what, what steps do they need to take to get in touch with someone like you or with you who can help? You know, A, because a lot of them are scared. They just don't know what to do. It's overwhelming. It's like trying to teach grandpa to use a cell phone. But like, what what could they do? Like the first steps that you recommend they take into the, just being aware of of their online presence. The first step I would take is to take a look at your online presence. Take a look at your visibility, your local SEO, your reputation score. Um, one of the easiest ways to do that is you can text my core to four zero six nine one. And that is a free tool that we will provide you with a visibility report. So that that shows exactly how visible you are in your local online space. It shows how consumers are seeing you online. It shows your reputation. It'll actually show a reputation grade. It'll it'll actually show you um, um, recent reviews, any bad reviews. And it even gives you a video grade because video, of course, is the next big thing. I mean, it's 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 gaining huge traction by 2019, 70% of all internet content will be video. I mean, you just look at Facebook today and it's all video. So uh, there's a video grade, but my core to 40691, just text that and you'll get a link. You'll put it, you put in your business information. As long as you're on Google, you will populate in, in our report and it'll give you a detailed analysis of how you look. That's the first step. We feel like you should, you know, really explore how, you know, how your business is popping up on Google. And then if, if, because obviously sometimes it's tough to, it's tough to hear, right? It's tough to hear that because really what's on there a lot of times is just negative. I have great experiences places and I look at their reviews and I'm like, you're one star. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a process in place to generate good reviews, the only time you're going to get them is when people are upset. So we oftentimes, you know, we're, we're big in the healthcare space, very big. And, you know, doctors have a common problem. I don't care if you're going to the doc in the box or the Mayo, you're going to wait. There's wait times. It's, and that's a big common um, complaint in the healthcare space. So we often go into, we, we recently dealt with a five 
location pediatric um, firm or practice in the, the Atlanta market. Their average score on Google among their five offices was 2.6. Today, it's over 4.5. They just didn't have a process to generate good reviews. So the only time they were getting reviews is when people were upset and they were going online and complaining. So we put a process in place that simply went out and generated a tremendous amount of, of, of good uh, feedback on that practice because they're great doctors. I mean, there's a, there's 18 providers, excellent doctors. They just didn't, it, it just, they, there was what we refer to commonly as the gap. Um, and, and a lot of businesses have the gap and the gap, when we refer to the gap, it's, you know, if there, if there's a discrepancy between your true patient or customer experience and your online rating, then you have what we call is the, the gap. And so our goal, when we partner with a, uh, a um, local business is to close the gap and make sure that what is reflected online is closer to your customer experience. And we, and we feel like today there is no more important aspect to your business than the customer experience, because if you don't have, if you don't focus on the customer experience, you're not going to have people knocking on your door. Yeah. My boss used to always say, instead of asking for, uh, instead of, (laughs) you would say, instead of begging them to give you a perfect review, just give them great service. Right. Well, you know, in the automotive, if you want to look at an industry that's dialed in to reputation, it's the automotive. Automotive, you know, automotive dealers live in, and, and when I say automotive, franchise automotive, the big, you know, brands, um, yeah. Honda, Chevy, Ford, they're, they're tuned in because if you're an automotive dealer and you're not tuned into reputation, it, it, it'll kill your business. I mean, your competition will eat your lunch. We took a dealer in Las Vegas, a $27 million Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram store. They were dead last in the market. They had a 2.6 on Google because they were a two-year-old store. They didn't have a good reputation because they didn't have a pro- – they only had 39 Google reviews when we when we took control of that account. 39 Google reviews. Um, we took them from a 2.6 and moved them to a 4.5 in less than four months. We added over 400 Google reviews from their happy customers because we put a process in place that generated good feedback from their happy customers. And then we provided good feedback. You know, the negative ones provided good feedback on how they could get better. So we believe that negative reviews are actually good for your business. I often ask business owners, would you rather have no review from upset customer or a bad review. And almost every time they say, oh, no review. Well, absolutely. I mean, if, if you, it, that's, that's the incorrect answer. If you, if, you, if you don't get feedback from that customer, someone walks out of your business upset and they don't write a review, you may lose that customer forever. They're just going to go away. They're going to go to your competition. We call it the silent killer because you've lost them forever. However, if they go out of their way to write a negative review, then you have an opportunity to recover them and help make your team better. Now, I know that uh, – so if, if some of our listeners want to get in touch with you, Chris, how can they get in touch with you and your company to help them out with their online presence? And, I mean, you have a lot of other products I know you could help them with, but I think the, uh, that's a good first step for them. How can they get in touch with you? Digitalmedianation.com is, is my website. Uh, you know, we, have, we, we specialize in reputation, social media, and video marketing. You know, we're a full-service agency that do it, does it all. We, we do everything from website development, SEO, SEM. But our three core products that are really gaining traction right now are reputation, social media, and video. And it's, oftentimes people come to me and you know, they want to try a lot of different things uh, you know, online with digital marketing. And, and I always tell them, let's get your reputation in order first before we do anything else. Your reputation is the foundation. You have to build a solid foundation and then you can start building upon it and do those other services. So um, before I let you go, I got to know something. This is off topic, but uh, 
you have a bizarre coffee regimen. Yeah, yeah, bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof coffee. What is that? I I mean, I've never even heard of it. Well, uh, a um, individual uh, created bulletproof coffee, and and it's really there's a diet. So if you Google bulletproof coffee diet, uh, the idea is intermittent fasting combined with coffee. Uh, MCT oil, which is is same thing found in coconut oil, and then grass-fed butter. So um, the the diet works something like this. When each day you fast for 16 hours, during that 16-hour fast, you drink water or the Bulletproof coffee. The Bulletproof coffee is black coffee with MCT oil, which again, you can also use coconut oil and then a, um, you know, grass fed butter. And the, the mixture or, or ratio is, you know, about three cups of coffee, two tablespoons of MCT oil and a tablespoon of grass fed butter. And let me just tell you, it is incredible. I mean, the results people are getting are astounding 16 hours. So you fast for 16 hours, then you eat for eight hours. So you have an eight hour window, but the one, the biggest benefit I've seen chase is I'm eating far or less at, you know, when I sit down and during my feeding window, I can only eat half as much as I used to because my, it shrinks your stomach. Um, so it's very, it's a very healthy diet. It's great for your, um, uh, cleanses your blood. Um, it, it clears your mind and, um, and, and it makes you leaner. You, you lose weight. So bulletproof coffee. Do they have a website that people can get it? They at? do. They do. And, 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 you know, you can buy, you, you don't have to use their coffee. You can buy their coffee, but I personally don't buy their coffee. I do buy their MCT oil because I, it's highly concentrated and, I, and I've read good reviews about it. Imagine that me, me reading reviews, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I do like their, I do like their MCT oil. And then I just get, you know, organic grass fed butter at the, um, and we've always been trained that grass, you know, that butter is bad for us. Well, actually a little bit, uh, is actually healthy for your heart. So, um, you know, um, that's, that's, you know, new science coming at you. So look it up. It's, it's a, it's a really cool diet. Well, I appreciate you coming on Chris. And as always, I mean, great information. So uh, I hope to get you back on soon and I know we got some other things to talk about. So I appreciate you coming on with me. Anytime Chase, my pleasure. My man, Chris Snellgrove, dropping the knowledge. I told you guys you wouldn't want to miss it. I think I uh, jammed in everything I possibly could into this week's show. So I hope you've enjoyed it. We are out of time. So if you're just now joining us, don't worry. You can catch the replay tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. We'll catch you next week. You've been listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to hear fresh new weekly episodes. For more, please visit Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel Show. That's Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel with two N's and two L's show. Until the same time, next time, keep it right here on 93.1 WTJS, The Talk of Jackson. What words come to mind when you think of Honda? Reliable should be one. Fun, that's a good one. How about stunning, comfortable, refined? I could go on, but there is one word that sums up every Honda. Quality. Because Honda was KBB.com's 2018 best overall brand. And we worked hard to earn that honor. Because without quality, nothing else you call a Honda matters. 
So whether you choose the sizzling Civic, acclaimed Accord, adventurous HRV, fearless fit, awesome Odyssey, conscientious clarity, remarkable Ridgeline, polished Pilot, or sporty CRV, you know you're getting Honda quality that's truly unmatched. In fact, we make sure of it. So visit your local Honda dealer and get into KBB.com's 2018 Best Overall Brand. Based on 2018 Brand Image Awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit KBB.com for more information. What's up, Jackson? It's Chase Channel from The Chase Channel Show. In case you missed it, we've moved to primetime. Be sure to tune in every Friday from 4 to 6 and Saturdays from 9 to 11, right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson.
CJS Alamo, the talk of Jackson.